cutting edge guests, awesome uncensored, jaw-dropping information, plus funny memes, good deeds, and loads of laughter. Kinda have it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if your soul's awake, then welcome, because you're in the right place. If you are looking for groundbreaking nutritional products which revolutionize the way your body operates, you have to check out this cutting-edge, American-made, all-natural wellness brand. Root the Trinity Pack from GetRootNow.com is a game-changer. Let me show you. Zero In is the world's first quantumceutical, an all-natural adaptogenic nootropic which skyrockets your clarity and creativity. Professional athletes have reported over a 40% increase in their performance in only 90 days. Restore is a supplement that completely restores your gut health, optimizes your true brain, helping you tap into quantum consciousness, also known as the God Mind, all together with Clean Slate, which gently wipes out harmful heavy metals from your body, gently evacuating toxins, including graphene oxide. Trinity Pack from Root Altogether helps you increase your performance, longevity, deep sleep, and have a far greater quality of life. Register now at GetRootNow.com to grab your Trinity Pack. Then hit subscribe and save to get $15 back every month. Trinity Pack has also received the gold standard, a worldwide BSCG approval, allowing those in the military to first responders to the NFL, PGA, NBA, FIFA World Cup soccer, and more. Feel assured it is indeed all natural and drug-free. Trinity Pack even comes with a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. So when you grab your Trinity at GetRootNow.com, you can feel good knowing it's endorsed by Tier 1 Special Operations Warriors, to lightworkers, benevolent healthcare heroes, professional athletes, and Olympians detoxing their systems and unleashing their greatest self from across the globe. You can also get rewarded for being part of the Root community. See you there! Well, good day, all you divine lions and lionesses. Welcome back to the Sovereign Soul Show. We stand for love, levity, and liberty. And our mascot, the Bling Buddha, over my shoulder here, he's firing red pills from his nine mil, and he wears Punisher's tattoo over his left breast, representing Save the Children, which is what it's all about. And I'm very honored to have Brian Coffey on here from Boulder Stands Up, because it is about saving the children. And Brian has been instrumental in helping other chapters like Maine Stands Up and other people get going to stand up to save the children and to prevent pedophiles from coming after our kids, which is exactly what they want to do. So Brian, welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you here. Thank you. It's an honor to be here, Brad. And um, yeah, just to kind of clarify too, Maine Stands Up, we actually took our name off of them. We had two people come in working with Dr. Northrup back awesome. in April yeah. 2021. Yeah. And again, there have been, like you said, a lot of groups around the country working together with yep. this very big issue, um, starting as medical freedoms, but now getting into the uh, crimes against children. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And you're multi-generational that you have been, you know, through your family, through your father, I think your grandfather as well, right? In Europe, you know, kind of been very red-pilled in what they've been doing and even have an interesting tie to Rudy Giuliani in a RICO case. Yeah, and just a little background on that. <clears throat> My grandfather worked for uh, the UPS back in the uh, 20s, 30s, and 40s. 
And um, he had actually been approached by the mafia during that time to run packages for them and to get involved in what they were doing. Uh, he didn't want to get involved. So when my uncle, my godfather and uncle was, I think, seven years old, uh, they put a hit out on my grandfather. And uh, he was walking into his uh, vestibule in his apartment complex or, or apartment building at that time in New York City. And bullets just shattered all the windows. Um, my grandmother was pregnant with my father at the time, but my uncle never forgot that moment. And that's what really drove him to be a police officer. Um, so in 1964, he joined the NYPD uh, and moved up the ranks very fast and uh, put together an organized crime task force in New York City uh, in the 70s and 80s. Uh, in the 1970s, he was involved in the Vatican Bank scandal. Uh, he actually was a second police officer to fly over to Europe since 1909. They had gotten evidence off a wiretap at the Playboy Club about a mention of the Vatican. So he had flown over and worked with German intelligence to help expose that case and came back to the United States with that evidence. Uh, there was a book written about him called The Vatican Connection by Richard Hammer telling his whole story about the saga that he went through. Uh, he went on to continue to work in the NYPD um, to help Giuliani take down those five mafia crime families uh, where they used the RICO Act and 83 homicide cases. Uh, so he was pretty well-known detective in New York City history. Wow. So the Vatican bank scandal, very few people are aware of it. And it only came to my awareness maybe about three years ago. Do you want to just tap into that as we talk about moments of red pilling and how far back this goes? Because we've said generations and eons. Mm -hmm. and yeah, the Vatican in particular has really been the top of the pyramid, as a lot of people know. Um, what the Vatican bank scandal, just to tie it up in a real tight bow, is there were actually um, securities being laundered, false securities being laundered to the Vatican, which was then being leveraged for loans. And I think it was up to a billion dollars at the time. And during the investigation, uh, there were murders that took place. There was one uh, banker uh, from Bank D'Ambrosia, I think it was, uh, that was hanging off a London bridge. Uh, and this really extended across Europe and across the United States as well with these crime families. Um, so just from that little morsel there, we see the, the financial control the Vatican has had over the system, um, but that was really the first time it had been exposed in the public light. Um, nothing came of the case, unfortunately. Uh, it was during a re-election of a president here in the United States, and we know how that goes. Um, and some of the evidence was never actually made public. So in 2015, my uncle actually started working on the Vatican Connection script and uh, wound up passing away that same year. So the movie never got produced. Wow. Wild. And so what was the precipitating factor for you to get involved and reach out to Main Stands Up and get going with Boulder Stands Up? Sure. So I um, I had suffered an injury years ago, um, a brain injury, and also had some health issues with a medication I call, uh, took called ciproflaxin uh, and wound up in a wheelchair. So I had a lot of the medical industry um, affect me personally. Um, and I'd always been interested in this kind of stuff, even as a kid, you know, uh, some of the what we call now conspiracy facts uh, and we're, we're called conspiracy theories. Um, I've always been very esoteric in my thinking. So in 2014 to 15, I really started to do a lot of research and most of it was based on my own healing. Uh, I'd been through the allopathic medical system. Nothing was helping. So I started looking into alternative therapies. And as you know, when you open up one rabbit hole, several others start to open up as well. Um, so after my uncle's death in particular, I became more fascinated with the system and what was going on. And like I said, I previously knew of some of the corruption going on in the government, 
But in about 2015, 16 is when I really started to find out what the world is now finding out and what many of us had in terms of this child trafficking issue, in terms of the corruption of government, the, uh, the WikiLeaks emails, the John Podesta emails, the Anthony Weiner laptop, uh, and it started to get darker and darker from there. And if you remember, General Flynn, I think it was, in the first week in November 2016, and put out an article from the True Pundit saying, you decide, talking about that Anthony Weiner laptop. Uh, so the more I started to dig into this, the more disturbing it became. And I sat there one day and I was like, I cannot know this stuff and not do anything about it. Uh, fast forward to 2020 when we had the COVID. Um, and, and again, talking about some of this stuff before COVID, I mean, people would look at me and turn the other way. And I'm sure that happened to a lot of your audience and viewers too, you know, um, until people started to understand the COVID actually opened up a lot of people's eyes um, and out here in particular in Boulder. So in April of 2021, we had um, two of my friends actually who were affiliated with Maine Stands Up, uh, Eric and Caitlin Hilton had come out here um, and we met one day for about four hours and decided to try to produce the same thing here in Boulder. So we had met with a lot of people in the community. And again, this was a complete community effort. It was amazing the amount of people that we had not only joined forces with, but really wanted to be part of something bigger. And it was a time when a lot of people felt alone out here. Uh, Boulder in particular was very tyrannical in a lot of its mandates, a lot of its restrictions. So we were able to really provide a place for people to come and feel safe to talk about some of these issues and more importantly, stand up against the system and to start to turn the ship around. Wow, wow. And so let's talk about the successes Boulder Stands Up has had because you know you are literally in a deep state stronghold. Eugene Decode and I had a show about the Tesseract transgender frequency weapons, which were housed at the dumb and also one of the dark military bases outside Boulder in the foothills, the front range of Colorado. It's a place that I lived for almost four years and I've worked from as well in that area. So you and I had talked recently about that too. And that is really, you know, a place when I visited during the pandemic and the lockdowns, you know, people were absolutely radical and tyrannical about walking around without a face mask. And this, by the way, is a place for anybody who doesn't know Boulder, Colorado, a place where you would have elite Olympic teams come to train because of the mountain elevation as well as the terrain, whether it is running or typically also cycling and swimming and triathletes. And so from a health standpoint, you would think they'd be the most healthy, but then they're walking around with masks, totally dismissing, you know, uh, the real science out there. No surprise. So what kind of success did you guys have? And then obviously you faced a lot of issues too, you know, yourself and other ones like Patty Greer and the Boulder Stands Up crowd all the way out to Longmont in the front range of Colorado. Yeah, so uh, first off is uh, it was really pushing against the wall when we first started doing this. Um, a lot of places required you to have masks going in. And I remember for myself, I said, well, I'm not putting a mask on. You know, mm -hmm. I was asked to leave a few places. Um, but we would have, we'd have certain rallies. We had a rally outside the Boulder County Public Health uh, in September of 2021. that caught a lot of attention. We had uh, maybe 100, oh, 200 three. people there. Um, and then also really testifying against the school board. That's where it really started. There were several mothers who had been involved in this whole vaccine issue and really hats off to them. They were an amazing motivational force um, to, to actually get a group of us to make public comment at some of these meetings. Yeah. And, um, you know, we bring the facts to the table and they didn't want to hear it. 
Um, they continued to put the mass on the kids, but it started to gain a lot of momentum, not only in our community, but with several other people in the Boulder County area. To give you an example, in uh, February 2022, when the Boulder County Public Health finally reversed the mask mandates, a lot of those people commenting publicly were not even part of our organization. They were just regular people and parents um, that had heard about not only what we were doing, but starting to open up their eyes with things. Uh, but we did come under a lot of pressure uh, by the authorities. Uh, we would have meetings every Thursday night. Uh, obviously, masks were not necessary, um, and actually they were frowned upon. Um, but we did have some pushback from the public health officials on it. Uh, in certain cases, we were able to stand our ground with it. Uh, and then there were also some of us that got, you know, really persecuted in a way um, during that whole uh, recall that we did for the Boulder Valley uh, School District. There were people that would get threatening text messages. Uh, there was one woman that got her tires slashed. I've gone through my own personal hardship um, with this kind of stuff as well. Because again, like you said, is when you when you really stand up to an organization like this in Boulder, they don't like it. But one thing that we did notice was they weren't prepared either. Uh, they weren't prepared for opposition and pushback. And in the end, obviously, the mandates were lifted uh, in February of 2022. And they did stop masking the kids in school, but there's many other issues like you had just touched upon with the schools that are going on with the trans agenda, uh, with some of these energy situations going on as well. And if you want to talk more about that, I'd be happy to add more to that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go for it. Let's hear about it. Yeah, so it was interesting. I watched your show with Gene about those facilities under Flatirons. And I had noticed, I had actually seen one of your previous videos, I think it might have been last week or two weeks ago, where you ask, where are the men? Mm -hmm. Where yeah. are the men in, in Canada? And, you know, we've been saying the same thing down here in Boulder too, is where is that masculine presence? Yeah. Because 80 to 85% of our community was the divine feminine, mm -hmm. you know? And that has been a question that not only myself, a lot of people have had. And I think we see that across the country as well in the United States, which if we did have that divine masculine start to stand up, this yeah. thing could turn a lot quicker, especially when it comes to the crimes against children. Um, because that right there is going to be the key to everything. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And so on a persecution side, is it reversed yet, Brian? Or do you see it coming very shortly where the ones who have actually committed crimes against children, you know, putting a mask on them and causing them to breathe in 30% less oxygen, which has massive amount of medical issues, both present and long-term coming up, what do you feel is going to happen or do you have any insights into it you could share with people, which is also a nice precedent, right? That is set for the rest of the country, like the COVID class action lawsuits in, in Canada, you know, which is setting a precedent for other people to roll out lawsuits and push back and take down the steep state. So there were a few people in our organization and across the state that used an instrument called the notice of liability. It was kind of putting an official on notice. Um, they had sent them to the school boards, they had sent them throughout the state government, uh, as well as some, some medical professionals as well, essentially giving them notice like, hey, you know, you're going to be liable when this all comes down, you know, because there's this whole, you know, what we would call plausible deniability, right? And we saw that with the Boulder Valley School District, where we would present evidence to them. And they would say, well, we're depending on the CDC and the experts. And where does it get so obvious to where they start to take make decisions on their own and take personal accountability. So I don't know exactly how this is going to work out, 
But one would have to think, um, you know, I'd heard there were emails destroyed uh, in, in Colorado with the Colorado Department of Public Health at one point uh, about their COVID response. This was in the news, I think, a year and a half ago. And again, I can't speak to that directly. It was just something that was in the news. And as you know, the news is to be taken with a grain of salt. Um, but I do see what's going on with the J6 thing, not to get off on a tangent, but they've started to destroy their, some of their documents. Um, really local officials, I think the key to this is local officials stepping forward, knowing this whole game is over and helping out in terms of solving some of these cases, if you will, um, of, of where the money came from. Uh, Boulder Valley School District actually had received $41.2 million, I think it was, um, in the spring or fall of 2021. Where did that money come from? Where did it go? Um, we had tracked down that actually there was one person in particular in Boulder Valley School District that's working for a place called Chiefs for Change, uh, an organization that took, I think, $500,000 from the Gates Foundation in 2020. So there's a lot of different entanglements with all this stuff going on. So the question becomes, follow the money. I think when, when we're able to do that, we could probably get more answers as to what's going on. Now, naturally, they would like everybody to forget this ever happened. Right. We see a lot of distractions in the news and even with some of the agendas that are lining up here um, in state. I mean, this is now a trans tourism state for children where if uh, transgender operations are not permitted in some states, uh, the, the state will welcome them, these children here in open arms. And the, the parents are essentially signing the rights of the children over to the state of Colorado. Right. You know, so this is some pretty concerning stuff. So it goes way beyond the masking. Uh, to where what is our end game here with this whole thing? Some of us know it's probably depopulation. Um, some of us also believe that if they're able to normalize this, they're going to be able to normalize pedophilia. I mean, it, it really opens up from here in terms of what they're doing. But really that, that energy situation here, Boulder has had a very strange energy to it. Uh, and again, not being able to figure out why the divine masculine presence here has been completely silent or I wouldn't say completely, but very silent here to where are they using some kind of mechanism to actually maybe cause this kind of thing to go on? Yeah, well, we've seen from Patty Greer, she's done an expose up in Longmont as well, where I think it was Bayer Pharmaceuticals in conjunction with maybe it was the Colorado Department of Wildlife, um, where they were spraying neurotoxins right over a school, as well as on the forest paths known neurotoxins as well because they get the grant because this is a great way that they launder money we all know that and to see that boulder valley school district got 41.2 million dollars and we're talking like a small people can look it up like small town that's a tremendous amount of money yeah. Amount of money. yeah and there were probably a lot of other school districts too that received um, a, a lot of money and whether this was for compliance uh, for the COVID mandates, whether there was this for something else, we really don't know exactly. Um, you know, they said one thing, they could be doing another, but you're absolutely right, Brad. This is not a small piece of change. And where did the money go? Um, there was one story I heard down in Colorado Springs where there was a lawsuit filed where they tried to track where the money went to one of the school districts and they couldn't get the bank records. Um, and this was back, I, I want to say summer 2022, somewhere around that time, or maybe the uh, spring of 2022. But this has been a widespread issue, not only in Colorado, but around the country, 
And we're seeing this mainly in blue states, right? And not to make this political, but that just seems the way it is. Yeah, most definitely. And it, and it, it smells very fishy to the point in where we're seeing now with the remdesivir, run death is near, and Dr. Aris has been here on the show mm-hmm. and describing that, listen, you know, there's up to $300,000 of bonus payments, which are made to hospitals if the longer they kept patients on the remdesivir Valacure protocol, for three weeks of intubation. So the longer that patient is drawn out being intubated and dying in a horrific, painful way, strapped to a bed and can't get out, the more the hospital gets bonused. So, you know, it looks like this is just that type of game all over again in a different realm. And that's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, when the COVID first hit, I mean, we saw some of these, uh, and, and this was big in the news at the time, but like you said, if there was an intubation going on, um, if there was um, when Desivir applied, there were certain price levels that the hospital would make yeah. for these situations. And I mean, you even look at the medical system now. I mean, my father uh, passed away years ago and he had a, a lot of complications with the surgery he got and he right. was in there for about a month. But I mean, the bill was astronomical and uh, luckily he was under Medicare. But the amount of money these hospitals have made and, and these medical professionals off of this, I think, also needs to be looked at. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've got the HMOs, which come in there too, and they're charging like $500 a Band-Aid. You know, mm-hmm. my uh, ex-father-in-law, I remember that he fell. We were skiing in, in Vail, Colorado, and just at the end of skiing, just walking down the steps, you know, uh, down a path, he fell and he shattered his entire nose. And then, of course, Vail Valley Medical Center drives the ambulance over, puts him in there, takes him over, and they had this massive medical bill. It was $500 for a Band-Aid, which was on there as well. $500 for a Band-Aid, Crazy. right? This is a man who is a surgeon in Canada into, from Toronto and going $500 for a Band-Aid. Where do you get that from, right? So that's the type of craziness of the medical system, which sucks your soul, time, energy, and money, that cabal system that they put into place. The pharmakia. Pharmakia is Greek for sorcery, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're, we're very much aware of that. And it's really interesting in a place like Boulder, I, I feel that there's going to be a, a great snapback. And Brian, curious what you're seeing now against the institutions, against the system and whatnot. What, what is it that you can tell us is going on that you see there in Boulder and then around the country too? And you sure, and, and you hit on a really a few good points here that I wanna to touch upon as well, is you talk about that energy, that suction of this, this whole system, right? Even in the medical, but we see it in the debt system. We see it in the school systems. We see it everywhere because what we're witnessing as a human species or actually spirits in a human body is a war on consciousness. And this is what it's all about. It's not only about narratives, but they wanna take our energy, right? They wanna do it through fear, they wanna do it through control, and they wanna do it through otherwise. So what we've seen here in Boulder the last three years or so is a slow waking up to what's been going on. Um, Belief systems here are very deep. Uh, It's a very uh, peaceful town. It's beautiful, as you know, you've been here. Um, There hasn't been much to worry about for a lot of the residents here. Uh, It's almost kind of in its own bubble. Uh, And people now are starting to question the narrative. Now, with that comes difficulty of letting go of those belief systems, right? So it's very hard for somebody that's believed something for 30 or 40 years is a certain way. All of a sudden you say, wait a second, have I been fooled the whole time? It's not an easy task, you know, and everybody's belief system is up for testing right now. I think all seven, eight billion of us, I mean, 
there's going to be stuff that we don't even know about that's going to come out. So there's been a little bit of resistance with that. But then there's also been some people and mainly the youth, believe it or not, is they're starting to really catch on to what's going on, even with the indoctrination going on in the programming. And they're, they're going to be easier, I think, to, to really open their eyes with things, right? Because their belief systems are not as deep. So I think the key to this whole thing, and not only here, but around the country, is really using that, or not using, getting that next generation involved in this battle for humanity, because they're really going to be the torchbearers for the future, and not only for the future, but for us now. Yep, definitely. And what we're also seeing with the youth, and this is unfortunate, has got to the standpoint that the youth are standing up. In Canada, there's a movement called the uh, Million March for Children. The hashtag is Million March, the number four children. And Josh Alexander, and a head of a Muslim agree, um, movement, or excuse me, a Muslim church in Canada, you have a Christian, Josh Alexander, and Muslim leader who are coming together as Christians and Muslims and organizing a nationwide march to walk out on September 20th, not to protest, but to literally take it to the systems, to the state, to the parliament, everywhere around the country and say, we are here to protect our children. We want to prevent pedophiles from being in the schools and in the curriculum. And we want to prevent this sexual material, which has, as it's all over the states now, and I, we think we first saw it in Fort McMurray, Alberta, which has the cartoon books in the school libraries of children performing fellatio on each other, right? And fellatio on adults and the sexualization and the grooming of these children for pedophiles. So that the youth are standing up now, not the adults. And it shouldn't have gotten that far, but it is. And so we need to join them and get involved. What, what are you seeing happening down there from the youth standpoint, since we're just on that path right now, Brian, and they're waking up and how are they getting involved? Sure. I mean, you see this issue going on with these locker rooms, right? These transgender girls, boys, whatever you want to call them. Um, it's making children feel comfortable. Uh, there was one actually event I had gone to where there was a unisex bathroom and a, a, a man had gone in when there was a girl going to the bathroom. I mean, this is the kind of stuff going on. And of course, once that happened, some people actually made a big stink about it as they should have. But the schools in particular are really pushing this grooming agenda. Um, they're doing it from a young age. Um, and a lot, some of these schools I heard aren't even doing proper background checks for their teachers either, which is even more concerning, right? Um, I've heard some stories here in Boulder where that's happening. They're not doing nearly the background checks that they did before. Um, but all in all, the sexualization of children right now is, is completely absurd on so many levels. And, you know, those of us that have kids out there, you know, the parents really need to support their children and stand up to this. Um, they feel very uncomfortable with it. You're seeing boys perform in women's sports. Um, this is a demoralization. And I'm just wondering, too, where a lot of these women are standing up to it, right? We had this big feminist movement around this country, and they seem to be silent with this whole thing. So it, it's, it goes very deep. Um, I do see everything kind of coming to a head right now. Uh, as we've seen in some sports, I think NCAA uh, we've seen reversal of awards. Uh, there was one swimmer, I think it was the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, there was another issue in Kentucky. So people are waking up to it. But the key, Brad, I really think is this, is 7 billion people versus, yeah. what, a, a few thousand in terms of the control of this planet. And that's something that's always amazed me. 
yeah. is how we can just give our power away to these people. Um, and that's what they've wanted to do for thousands of years. So the big piece of this awakening is finding that infinite power within ourselves, right? And it begins with standing up, but after that, it's infinite. So the sky's the limit once all this stuff really starts to crack open. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and, our, and Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky, you know, both times that he's been on here, we're about to do another show shortly as well with Josh Alexander, has said that when he grew up in Poland, it was 50,000 Soviet communists that controlled 36 million people. But once those people just stood up, that was it. The system was done. He even went so far and said that the people around Stalin, all of Stalin's friends, started murdering each other. And Stalin went around and murdered all his friends, too, because he was afraid they would roll over on him and come after him to just kind of put him out there for the public, like we saw with Mussolini in World War II, if anybody knows that history, and hopefully they do. Some of them, we have to bring this up, right, Brian? Because they're not taught this anymore. But so. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So anyway, so point. yeah, exactly. We stand up, we say no, and then the trials come. And then the absolute prosecution comes for crimes against humanity, crimes mm -hmm. against children. And we need to rid all the evil, like Ricardo Bosi said. He's like Every single piece of evil on this planet, person committing it, must be liquefied. Those were his comments. You watched that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been through a lot down there, obviously. My goodness, it's been one of the toughest countries, I think, imaginable uh, with that. You know, with, with all that being said is um, I remember when I watched a, or found a drop years ago on uh, I think it was 4chan with FBI and on in July of 2016, when he had mentioned 80 to 90 percent of the government was involved and they couldn't just go around and arresting people. So this is why it had to take so long. Right. Is it, I mean, this is what I, what I believe is one of the biggest RICO cases in human history if we want to talk about RICO, which is ironic why Georgia tried to file RICO charges against Giuliani and Trump. I mean, part of this, I believe, is an absolute show, and it's a very serious situation. Um, so I think there will be people in government that aren't bad people. They probably got caught up in the wrong circles, the wrong things. Um, but then there are also those evil people as well, like you said, right? Some very, very evil people uh, where justice needs to be served. Uh, tribunals, however that looks, um, I'm not trying to guess timelines anymore with that because there's things going on that you and I have probably no idea about and they're not being made public for a reason. Um, after this, I think is when we'll see the unity come because in the end, the goal is to unify humanity through all of this. And one of the biggest issues is the crimes against children. Um, that is really the thing they're most scared of most getting out um, because they do know at that point, there's no political divide, right? Um, you know, anybody that has a conscience will realize that things on this planet need to change and change fast. Yep. Yep. And that seems to be the unifying factor, too, and bringing mm -hmm. people together. You know, once that awareness that goes from the shock to the disbelief to the anger and the awareness, you know, then you mostly get the parents and you get the other people that are standing up and going, absolutely not, not to my kid, not today, not ever. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. We're coming together and we're taking this down. You know. Absolutely. And on top of that, too, there's another important aspect to all this, and it's the frequencies and energies that are hitting the planet. Um, I know some of your guests have talked about this. Um, I know some of our common friends have talked about this, too, is we're going through a huge energetic frequency change on this planet. Uh, we're seeing much more solar flare activity going on. Uh, anybody following the Schumann resonance, we've been seeing a lot of big changes with that. 
where it's bringing up so much of this unprocessed trauma that we all have to be healed in ourselves. And when I, I spoke to somebody the other day about Trump, um, because Trump can be a very divisive character, right? Uh, but he's also served a purpose in the spiritual awakening of this whole thing, in, in my opinion. And he's been meant to trigger and bring things up. Um, and I'm not just pointing towards him. I'm, I'm talking about a lot of different uh, events and situations we've seen. With that being said, all this light frequency energy that's coming in, actually opening up a lot of our DNA is working for us, not against us. So those of us that maybe have come through this first wave of healing, and we're all where we need to be, nobody's better or worse than anybody else. There's going to be a big responsibility for us to be called on to be that steadiness in the storm, right? As the storm starts to ramp up even more. So I did want to share that with your viewers as well. And I'd like to read a quote here at the end of the show, which is really inspiring that I saw today, but to really hang in there, you know, it's, it's darkest before the dawn and this last mile can be the most brutal one. And I truly feel that we're, we're at the end of this race. We just need to keep going. Yeah. It's awesome. Very inspiring, Brian. Appreciate it. And you know, you've got uh, the two, sub, you've got a sub stack up here and you also have an Instagram, excuse me, a YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, I just on. started this YouTube channel. Um, I did interview my metaphysical mentor um, a couple months ago, and I started a sub stack where I've done some writings and podcasts, just talking about some of these energy updates, um, some of the things that we're seeing play out in the world theater, um, as well as what we can do actually moving forward with all this, because there's going to be other people that join the ranks with what some of us have been doing the last several years and standing up. And how do our missions evolve from here? Meaning, you know, we could be an activist at one point, and then we could be focusing on our, our ascension at another point or helping people through it. So now is really a time, I think, of figuring that out for all of us. Another thing I do want to bring up is the planets are going, the planets are all in retrograde except for Mercury. Mercury is going to retrograde the 24th. Um, for anybody that follows astrology, this is going to be a very potent time through the end of August into September. And it's coinciding with a lot of events and a lot of revelations that we're about to see. And I just wanted to know your thoughts, Brad, and, and what you see coming uh, the month of September. Well, I just mentioned this earlier when we look at the, the 3D black and white that certain people go to, right? If I go in the Reiki master, there's some of the audience goes, okay. Well. And so in the 3D, we see Texas with their asset backed digital currency backed by gold that launches on September 1st. We've got, you know, we're only a few days away, maybe almost hours from BRICS having the formal, more formalized announcement and all of their global partnerships aligned on them. The SWIFT currency system is pretty much gone, right? You've been on Wall Street for 20 years, so you know that coming around, you know, a friend of mine, Rob Cunningham, 20 years, former USA Air Force veteran and instructor uh, pilot as well. So, so a guy who's, you know, got the brass tacks got the combat badge and then done this and then is, you know, pushed back in Georgia in his own state against the wokeism. So he, you know, to save his own kids and other kids too. So coming from that standpoint, you know, we have the, Oh, and by the way, Michael Burry, right. Just taking out a $1.6 billion bet, you know, the, the guy on the big short called conspiracy theorist, right. With the credit default swaps, you know, and the CDOs back in 2008, who, you know, became almost a multi-billionaire overnight when that went down, just by simply reading the data. So we have all of this coming up. We also know that we've got all of these supposed actors or clown mask wearing characters, 
you know, that are walking around that I believe truly have been gone in the background or taken, taken out on purpose and then trying to see other people come to the surface, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I believe it was Ricardo that said, you know, it's kind of like the cockroaches, the mid-level management is coming out and we get to see who they are now. So we know who, how they are, and we can take them out too over time. And in addition to that, from a biblical standpoint, when we look at the Bibles, and I've had Bishop O'Connor on here several times, right? He is performed 14 successful exorcisms. He's a former U.S. Army major, airborne, combat batch, and they have 777 books of the Bible in the pre-Constantine Orthodox Church, right? And so when he looks at the biblical decodes, we are in the time that is literally prophesized in the Bible of the end of the devil's walk upon the earth. And we already know, especially like you paint that rabid dog into a corner, you know, it's just going to come out swinging, biting, lashing out as much as possible because the end is here. So it's going to be very, very stormy, so to speak. And again, you've got the astrological alignment saying that, you know, retrograde, right? Never a good time to be in retrograde. Yeah, all seven plans. Big, big plans, big plans, right? New plans, right? Because retrograde is upheaval right? Bringing things to the surface and having the, the chaos and the tremendous energies, which have a lot of negativity that goes along with it too. Yeah. Yeah. And I like what you said too, about these shadow characters coming out. And yeah. I, I think that's what a lot of this COVID was. Um, when we saw what happened, it wasn't necessarily the faces, the, uh, the deep state faces, but it was the guys behind the curtain who were making yeah. decisions. The Dr. Fauci's came out, the Dr. Redfield's came out. And these are names that were not household names before. And we've come to find out that they were the ones pulling all the strings, yeah. right? So this middle management that you talk about is really important for, for people to realize and the strength of the bureaucracy. These are not elected officials, nor were they ever. And the amount of power that they really hold. Um, but I agree with you. I think these are the, the end days. The end days doesn't mean the end of everything. This is about really birthing the new earth coming up. Yep. And how amazing this is going to be for humanity. So I wanted to read this to you real quick. This was on one of the Telegram channels I'm on, but it was very inspiring. It was on uh, 144,000 Light Warriors. But somebody posts this. It is the hardest time to live, but it is also the greatest honor to be here near here now and be able to experience this time. There is no other time like this. We should be grateful because creation did not create weak minds to live in this time. The ancients say, quote, this is the time when the strongest spirits survive. Those who are mere shells, those who have lost connection will not survive. We have become masters of survival and we will survive. It is our prophecy to do so. Humanity must move from living on earth to living with it. Awesome. Yeah. What so, a great book to end on. And Brian, thank you so much for, for what you do and putting yourself out there. And your links are down here in the description for everybody to go check out. Right. Brian's an author, co-founder of Boulder Stands Up. And again, he's talking about sovereignty, medical freedom, spiritual development. And you can go ahead and check out all of this stuff right here. And then hope that uh, very shortly you'll get a chance to meet with uh, Chris Guy. And uh, I, would love to. I, I really appreciate his work and courage and even his story yesterday about getting into the United States. Um, it's amazing. But yeah, just thanking you for having me on the show today. Thanking your viewers for continuing to stand in courage and bravery. 
and just to know that the best is yet to come. Awesome. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely. Well, thank you everybody for watching. You know what to do. Go check out Brian's stuff. Definitely drop a comment here. It helps the algorithm as well as the like, the follows, the shares. It puts the message up here and it's all about saving the children. So we have a wonderful future of peace, love, prosperity, and abundance ahead. Thank you very much for watching the broadcast and listening to the podcast, everyone. If you're looking for groundbreaking nutritional products that revolutionize the way your body operates, you have to check out this cutting edge nutrition brand, Root. The Trinity Pack Plus is a game changer. Let me show you. Zero In is the world's first quantum suitable, an all natural adaptogenic nootropic that skyrockets clarity and creativity. Restore is a supplement that completely restores your gut health and optimizes your true brain. And last but not least, Clean Slate sweeps out heavy metals, including graphene oxide, gently evacuating toxins from the body to increase performance, longevity, and quality of life. Register now at therootsbrand.com soul to get your Trinity Pack Plus and to learn more about the Sovereign Soul Show's mission to save 100 million children and how to get rewarded for being a part of the Root community. See you there. Thanks for joining us on the program, ladies and gentlemen. Please like, follow, subscribe, share this with nine friends and family. And of course, if you enjoy our blinged Buddha firing red pills from his nine mil, let us know.